0: Produced by Podcast Architects.
1: You're listening to the Lead On Podcast, where we discuss experiences in the armed forces while exploring lessons from military leaders.
0: Howdy, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Lead On, Lessons from Military Leaders. I'm joined once again this week with a former Army officer, Laura McKenna. This is actually part two of an earlier episode. Laura, uh, good morning. Uh, it is morning for us on the, on, the, on the West Coast. How are you today?
1: I'm excellent, David. Good morning to you, too. And I'm really excited. Um, we are actually now on Mountain Time. Um, so it's an interesting thing being in Arizona. Um, and it's been you know, a week since we were last together. And so I am no longer on Pacific Time. I am, in fact, on, on Mountain Time now. It's a strange thing to have other people change time zones around you. Um, but for you not to, to change, it was actually really nice.
0: Yeah. You know, and this is when I start getting challenged again with uh, multiple calendars across multiple time zones to make sure that I uh, show up to appointments and schedule yes. at the right time. So <laughs> would that the, we could just
1: all be on Zulu time. Like, could we just, <laughs> pick, I, like, we just pick a time?
0: <laughs> well, even today uh, as I got, arrived and it was a minute or two before our producer, showed up and I'm like, okay, did I mess something up? But uh, never fail. So uh, hey, thanks again for, for being here today. And as we um, talk about and further explore this, this leadership concept of and, you know, and so often, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I oftentimes will comment when we hear military, especially military speakers, it could be a, a speaking event for five minutes or an hour. And they always have to have three points, right? And it's like, why why do you need three points? Why not just one really good point? Uh, But with this concept of and, 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 you know, in leadership, it's always this and that, this and that, you need to do this and that. And, and, you know, the last week we talked about high performing women. We we talked about this need to embrace a, a concept of and to be tough and nice, um, but this week, I want to kind of explore this idea a little bit more because you you've taken it a step further. You you shared some of your experiences, some stories of your thirteen years and in, in the army. But you you took this and concept to the next level um, in what you call strength and shield coaching. But even that and it's not strength a and d shield. So with that uh, as a as a means of a segue, let's. share with us about strength and shield coaching and and what you've been able to do over the last few years.
1: Yeah, and thank you for the opportunity to share. Yeah, we're big on that ampersand. Like we live the ampersand. And what that means is that we're overcoming the conditioning that has really been imposed on us that we're supposed to be this one way. Something we talked about last time was this leader archetype and that the leader archetype makes space for one thing, that you have to be tough, you have to be hard. Um, In many ways, um, as a woman, the message that I received was that the way to be a leader was to be as much like my male peers as I could possibly be. And that conditioning is not really healthy, has not been healthy. Uh, in the lives of the women that I serve. And and I see this across the board with veteran women. We've been conditioned to believe that we're supposed to be a certain way and that the way that we naturally are is somehow wrong or bad um, and, and perhaps not effective. And I find that that's not actually true. And so as we expand the leader archetype, which is what we're about, like this is a movement. This isn't just a coaching and retreats practice. This is a movement, you know, based around that ampersand that we are in a time of, and we are competent professionals and we are loving moms. We are hard and we are soft. We are fierce and we are gentle. We are strong and we are beautiful. We are women and we are effective leaders. It doesn't have to be one or the other you can make an impact by loving your life. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can make an impact and love your life. You don't have to be miserable to make an impact. It can be both. So a, a good friend of mine, a West Point classmate of mine, like literally just the other day, shared a post. We have a West Point Moms um, group and she was sharing. She you know, had a hard, long, exhausting day at work, came home. She has an infant. She's the mom of three girls. And she's holding her infant um, who's now sleeping. You know, she's nursed and she's, you know, preparing the baby for bed. Well, Erin was one of the first women in artillery Um, way back, you know, in in 2000 when women were not allowed in leadership positions on the firing line. But you could be, you know, back in the firing direction center, the fires direction center. Um, You could serve in different staff roles and positions um Aaron loves big guns. she you know, she loves the king of battle, and so that was the branch that she chose, even though at the time she couldn't serve in certain capacities. And so she still wears the the insignia of the Army artillery as a necklace. And she said it it, it occurred to her, here she's holding this delicate, you know, beautiful, sleeping baby who still smells like baby, right? And her baby's hand, was curled up and just resting on her chest right next to that symbol of big guns, king of battle. And she was like, what a beautiful juxtaposition of everything that we are and everything that we're capable of being. We are fierce and we are delicate. Um, and and that's the ampersand. I was like, Oh my God, that's perfect. That's amazing. That's the ampersand. That's what we're here for.
0: You know, so, and I know you haven't been doing this, but you know, a few years, um, And so for, first let I me, mean, what what gave you the, the idea? Uh, like you did you naturally just kind of connect with different women and, and just friends and you were helping them out along the way? And then did somebody make a recommendation like you should get paid for this or or was this something that maybe over years as you always wanted to do? you know as, as veterans, we many of us have an entrepreneur uh, spirit. In fact, you know many of us are, more successful veterans, because we don't know what failure looks like, right? Uh, we, we die trying to succeed. Um, but, but real quickly, you know, how, how did you get this started? And then I got another question, but I think contextually, I'd like to get a little bit more about that first.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and thank you. That's a great question. It definitely built over time. Okay. Um, from my experiences in the military, where, you know, what right looks like doesn't look like me, um, you know, the ongoing battle between what I'm supposed to be and who I actually am. Um, and, and so that, you know, just those observations as I was coming up through the military, teaching at West Point was a pivotal experience for me as a mentor and a coach, because I had the opportunity to mentor and teach and coach um, men and women who were there as cadets and help them grow as leaders. And so that was an area where I also observed the need because the women cadets who were seeking mentorship had different challenges than the men cadets who were seeking mentorship. And so that was an area where I was just sort of in the, hmm, that's interesting phase. I hadn't yet formed it. And then I transitioned from the Army and I thought, well, what would I want to be as I'm transitioning from the army. And that was when it really dawned on me that I wanted to help people heal and that I wanted to help people overcome the subconscious beliefs that were keeping them from achieving the outcomes in their life that they really wanted instead of just being what they're supposed to be. But I also wanted to pay my mortgage, um, you know, and and so um, I set it aside and went, okay, that's obviously not what I'm going to do because I don't see that that could be sufficiently income producing to provide for my family, which is another area where um, I have an understanding of challenges. I am the primary breadwinner for my household. Um, And so veteran women who contribute to their households, either as the primary or one of um, the breadwinners, the income earners, I think we have a very unique set of challenges. And so just observing that through that process as well. I will tell you very briefly that my transition from the military was really not awesome. Um, It was um, pretty, pretty miserable, actually. Um, And so through that transition, it was a change to my whole self-concept. It was a change from an identity, not just a job. And so through that process, I had to learn about and then deliberately choose what I'm actually good at. What makes me happy and what makes it possible for me to contribute in the best way and the way that is most meaningful to me. And so I started, you know, really pursuing that. And that's how I ended up an executive coach for a company called Talentism, um, which also helped me to develop my skill as a coach. Um, And then when we went into the pandemic and my work schedule changed, it made it possible for me to, you know, hit play on, you know, I wouldn't have called it a business model at the time because I didn't know what a business model was, but I had this idea, right? I had this thing, this burning passion in me that just wouldn't go away. You know, when you've got something you keep thinking about and you can't stop thinking about it and you just can't make it go away. I perceived that as a nudge from the Holy Spirit that, hey, now is the time. Um, let's let's go ahead and launch this. Um, and so I I got started and, and that's how I became you know, the owner, founder, and lead coach uh, at Strength and Chill Coaching.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. You know, it's, um, yeah, that burning desire, uh, I think we can all uh, relate with that. What's interesting, Mm -hmm. too, is you talk about it was a negative experience. Your transition out of the military um, was I've met people across the board uh, who have a positive, negative, easy, hard, you know, but yet uh, all these experiences shape shape us. Right. Yeah. And if not yeah. for, you know, you can almost look back and see if not for this experience, you may not, we may not be having this conversation today. You never know.
1: Right. Right. Um, exactly.
0: You know, so one of the questions that I have is, is you said that you say the freedom to be there yourself. Um, how many people uh, do you, ex- not how many people, do you experience people that it's almost like, it's like we, we feel we can be a certain way. But maybe this self-consciousness that you talked about well that's not the norm uh, would you say what right looks like i want to be this way but that's not what right looks like and so through what you provide you allow people you give them the freedom um you know we say authentic self um but i I don't know i'm just kind of curious do you encounter that that it's almost like you're helping people to that it's okay to, to be the person that in your mind you want to be, or it, or do you experience people's like, yeah, that that it, you're right to not go that way. It really needs to like you're 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 thinking wrongly. I I don't know. Uh, I've never I've never dove deeply into this, so hopefully I'm making sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what I observe is that we have subconscious beliefs. Um, beliefs about ourselves and the world that create outcomes in our lives that aren't necessarily aligned. And by aligned, I mean that you are choosing, thinking, behaving, your habits um, are consistent with your values um, and, and the person you want to be, the person you think you are, your aspirational vision self. Um, and the life that you actually want. So when there's consistency between, um, you know, what you value and what you're actually doing um, and how you're actually being, that's what I mean by alignment. And what I see in the veteran women that I work with is I see things like over obligation, overwhelm, trying to do too much, and yet it never being enough, um, never feeling like you're, you're, you are enough, you're doing enough. I see it in resentment and burnout. Um, I see it in them doing what they should instead of what they are called to do. And so I also want to be, you know, really clear. We're not talking about like, you know, someone's going to go off the reservation and, you know, become, you know, not income earning or not high performing or not driven, or, you know, they're just going to kind of become, you know, a a hippie free spirit who, um, you know, just sits and thinks all day, like, no, I'm talking about staying the driven, um, purpose-driven person that you are, but pointing your grit in the direction of your purpose, instead of pointing your tremendous mental toughness and capacity for grit in the direction of something that you wouldn't necessarily have chosen for yourself. Um, And so, you know, that's, that's really what that, looks like.
0: You know, and I, and I can see that, especially as veterans, because we, uh, we're, we're so you know, we serve for whether it's you know, uh, a few years to mm. 30 years. Um, you know, we're dedicated to the mission. Uh, yeah. that, that military mission and oftentimes as leaders in the military, you, the, it, it's driven towards others, right? It's the mission, it's taking care of others, putting yourself last. Um, and so part of that transition is accepting the fact that it's okay to to actually, me in my family, even in my own friends, it took you know, several years till I really realized. You know, I never really put my my family first. I may have earlier in my career, but as I, as I moved up the the leadership ladder, that I, my family kind of went to the back seat, if not the trunk. And I was putting my family in, in the car with me. And so that was a that took. And it wasn't something to switch. It took um, time. And and then it's the, the then it's like it's okay to focus on what what I want to do. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's good. That's really yeah, good. Because uh, what
1: you want to do is probably also using your natural talents and giftings, you're staying in your zone of genius. Um, if you're familiar with Gay Hendricks is uh, the author of the book, The Big Leap. And he talks about the concepts of the zone of incompetence, the zone of competence, the zone of excellence, and the zone of genius. And high-performing women are so good at being good at a whole number of different things. And so we live in our zone of excellence, or even we battle our way through our zone of competence. But what that means is that we're giving all of our energy to the stuff that we're pretty good at when we could be devoting our energy to the stuff that is like world-changing, game-changing, um, and really aligned with our sense of purpose and our calling, where we're using those gifts and talents in a way that makes a huge impact in the world. Nobody ever made a huge impact in the world in their zone of competence. And they probably haven't made a huge impact in the world or in their families or in their communities in their zone of excellence. Zone of genius is where you are able to give the most. And so, why would we even waste our time in a zone of excellence? And the reason is, Because that's what we should do. That's what we're supposed to do. So it is all about the ampersand. Like there's that ampersand again. It's about, I want to do what I want to do, which sounds selfish, but it's not. Because by doing what you want to do and what you feel compelled and called to do that you're really good at, that feels aligned for your values and your talents and your giftings and your passions, you are also, and... Contributing to the world in the most optimal way possible, contributing in your family life, contributing to your community—like everybody wins.
0: Well, yeah, and and contributing to the world, you get to define what that contribution looks like, right? Yeah. uh, You know, sometimes contributing to the world could be um, being out there as a COO or CEO of a large organization, and and or to call it, be being the best spouse, the best mom the best um,
1: mom yeah and, for sure. and, and, and,
0: and that contribution maybe by extension through those i mean it's just there is no there's no walls right there's no barriers you so long as you're doing th- that in your life uh and you're free to invest in that um so you know we're man we're already at coming up
1: on time we could talk for a very long time I love chatting with you David
0: no absolutely I'm just gonna you know sure um it's sure uh you know one or two praise reports from um somebody who's gone through you know where maybe they were like this or thought this way and then after spending some time with you this is where they're at now
1: yeah so um, I'll share two um, very quickly. So one of my clients came to me actually for, for physical symptoms um, of burnout, um, you know, burnout manifests not just in, in mental and emotional ways, but also in, in your physiology, in your physical health, um, dysfunctional stress over time, it eventually wears the body down. Um, and so you'll end up with gut health issues. You'll end up with sleep issues. We'll end up with hormone imbalance and, and all sorts of that stuff. So, so this client came to me with those issues that, Hey, um, I need help with some, you know, some of the functional medicine stuff that you do. And as we explored and I, I, ran a hormone panel and she, she did have a hormone imbalance. We looked at her gut microbiome and she had a severe bacterial overgrowth, um, in her gut. She had leaky gut. Um, her cortisol levels were really low, um, which tells me that her adrenals were really struggling and that her hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis were now struggling um, to meet the needs of the stresses that she was under for her body. Um, and, and they needed some support. We needed to balance the systems of her body. The body is a, is a system of systems. And we, we went to work on that. I designed customized protocols based on those functional lab test results. And so along with a work on alignment in her life, we dug into, okay, those subconscious pro- pro- programmed beliefs um, that are causing you to continue to over obligate, to continue to be overwhelmed and to have an overfull schedule um, and feel like you can't ever do or be. Enough. Um, and we did both at the same time. Um, and so now she is sleeping well again. She has a significantly improved relationship with her husband. She actually told me, and, and I have to tell you, that it like brought me to tears um, that I may have saved her marriage. Um, and just the work that we did together helped her to be a more effective communicator, um, more loving um, and, and understanding while also having healthier boundaries um, around her own space and her own needs. Um, And that it really just just across her whole life, her physical health, her mental and emotional health, her relational health, um, it has made her more effective at work. It's made her a better mom. Um, And so that, she said, has has really been uh, a blessing. She's actually in my mastermind group now as well. Um, and, you know, and, and we are continuing to work together. She's come on um, one of my retreats. Um, so I just I love clients like that, that, that get it and that really follow the protocol. And then because they're following the protocol, they experience results like that. This other client um, has not done the functional medicine piece. Um, she's a senior military professional. She's a full board colonel uh, in the army. She's you know, transitioning roles a couple of times since we started working together. Um, she's gone through a move. And she came to me really for the alignment piece where she's now you know, in the twilight years of her career and she's not sure, you know, will I stay for another two or three? Will I stay for another five? Will I be here for another 10 years? What's next for me? And so she wants to unpack what she has believed that is dysfunctional, um, that has caused her to feel exhausted and overwhelmed and not fully present in her life. So that as she goes into the next chapter as she you know, retires from the military, whenever that ends up being, um, that she's prepared to do that in a way that is aligned for her. So she doesn't miss the opportunity to love her life while also making a significant contrib- uh, contribution in, in the way that is most meaningful for her. So she and I have been working together now for about six months. Um, she also came on one of my retreats, um, And she has made so much progress in her relationships. She had a huge epiphany with an interaction with her husband a couple of weeks ago that she shared has really, in many ways, transformed their relationship. It has changed the way she's interacting with her children, which is making her feel better as a mom, and and it's making her more effective as a mom. Um, And she lastly shared that she's starting to get some clarity around what's next for her, um, and she's understanding why she wasn't able to arrive at that clarity before. Um, we're really unpacking like the things that she has believed, that she wasn't aware that she had believed that were shaping her decisions and her behaviors. Um, So just a huge transformation there too. I mean, that's, and that's so fulfilling for me to see relationships transformed and especially for transitioning veterans, that is such a huge like heart for me um, because I had such a miserable transition um, to be able to empower someone to have clarity around what they want you know, as they're transitioning is super powerful. Um, so, so that's what I do. It's clarity, uh, community. You know, I want women to connect with each other for mutual support. I want them to have energy um, and a sense of purpose um, so they can, you know, make the impact that they were put on earth to make.
0: That's fantastic. You, you've been listening with uh, a conversation with Laura McKenna, Laura's the founder and CEO of Strength and Shield Coaching and Army Veteran. Uh, You know, Laura, we're just about out of time. Um, If if somebody's listening to this and they're interested in reaching out to you and learning more, where can they go?
1: So they can go to the website. We are in the process of a rebrand. So the website is really very small right now, but it is www.strengthandand, because there's no ampersand, you know, in websites, um, strengthandshieldcoaching.com. Um, So it's a long name, www.strengthandchillcoaching.com, or they can connect with me on LinkedIn. um, And, you know, we'll set up a call and and just chat about what it is that they need. So Laura McKenna on LinkedIn.
0: Okay, great. Well, uh, thanks again um, for your service. Uh, Thanks for what you're doing and continue to serve. But before I let you escape, I do have one. (laughs) You know, as leaders, we make decisions all the time but they're not always the right decision. So was there ever a time when you made one of those bad decisions that had a bad outcome, but you dodged the bullet you're like, man, that could have, I could have really gone self bad uh, that you could, but you learned from it.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm having difficulty choosing one. Yeah, right? um, I think this was, you know, this is like a, that was a regular occurrence. Um, I'm a huge fan of failure um, because we, you know, we learned so much from it Um so I think I'll, I'll use an example uh, from when I was a lieutenant um, and I made the decision to take my platoon to the field. We were getting ready to deploy to Afghanistan um, and I had designed a training program, um, you know, for, for our platoon specifically because we were outlying, um, it was something that we could do. And the commander had said like, listen, if you've got this additional training, you are the one who knows what your platoon needs And where they need to be better to prepare us um, for this upcoming deployment. And so I took my platoon to the field for a week. And I was talking with one of my NCOs while I was there. uh, And she essentially tore me a new one. And she pointed out that you, dumbass lieutenant, are about to separate us from our families for anywhere between six to fourteen months, um, this is training we could have done during the day. All of the things that we are trained on, um, like setting up tents and setting up a you know a field area, and that was that's all stuff that we are t we are green on those metal tasks. The things that we needed to train on, we could have done in the motor pool, and you would not have had to take us away from our families. Um, and I was a mom at the time. Um, And so I really took that to heart that like, oh, you're right. This was a terrible decision. Um, This was the wrong thing um, to have done. My intent was good, but my execution was poor. Um, And so I, you know, that's one of the many failures um, that I still think about that. Oh, we we have to consider the whole person um, as we're making decisions, especially as leaders, because it's not just our lives that we're affecting. It's the lives of the people that we're, we're leading. So. Wow. Yeah.
0: Thank you for that. That's a great yeah. story. Thanks.
1: <laughs> it was, it was rough. Um, I mean, I really was like, oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed that I hadn't you know, thought of that. Um, my commander was super impressed though. right? It was what I was supposed to do. Exactly. Um, yeah. and I was do, I was Bring operating on that programming to do. That was what I was supposed to do. Yes. Um, but ultimately it wasn't what I should have done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Laura, uh, thanks Thanks for joining us. Thanks for what you're continuing joining me. Thanks for what you continue to do. The way you give back. Uh, once again, everyone, I'm David Deary with the Enlisted Leadership Foundation. You just uh, heard part two uh, with Laura McKenna and about her Strength and Shield Coaching business. You can learn more by going to wqubedstrengthandshieldcoaching.com and uh, check out what she offers. Tune in next time. We drop this podcast every two weeks. I hope you are enjoying it. Go to our website, give some feedback. And again, thanks for what you do. If you serve, thanks for your service. If you're hiring veterans, thanks for hiring veterans. Have a great day. Produced by Podcast Architects.